Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Find out more about the funding options available at global-eco.co.uk. Let's go! And thanks to every one of you who were on last night. We were inundated with calls and messages on social media after Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. And John was the inspiration to Laurie and Denniston who came on last night, Peter, as you know, and said he'd survived cancer and it was the example of big John Hartson that got him through it it was great to hear absolutely you know and it's any survivors and anybody that's living with it you've got to take it from John you know what he's done and he goes out there and he battles through it all and it's been fantastic to see the, the recovery that he's had tonight on the programme you hear him it's Peter Grant is with us the former Celtic Scotland international star and also the manager of Norwich City time at West Ham as well and really everywhere Fulham and with us still playing football Stephen this is how many uh, seasons I'll just throw this at you This you're the Falkirk captain season number 18 18, 18 starting yeah Crikey, you look well, at uh, 22 well, we've played yeah. four games in such a short space of time yeah. that I mean, from Monday onwards, there's a real feeling of the season starting properly on Saturday. And um, we all know our job at Falkirk this season is to get them out of the league. Um, we've been in this league for far too long, so we need to get the job done this season. Peter, not easy to get out of the league, is it? At all, you know, but it's a big club, Falkirk, with a huge support. Listen, every time you turn up to a game, Paul, you know you've got to perform. <laughs> As I said to you, the names don't matter. I mean, Falkirk are turning up to play against anyone else in the league. They're probably the biggest club. And everybody wants to beat them and. Listen, that's a fantastic pressure to play under. I mean, you want to be playing a team that there's an expectation all the time and I think that's what's expected at Falkirk and they'll be expecting to go up for it. And listen, they've got very good players, they've got a very good team, they've got a very good coach. So all things point that way. So, But turning up on Saturday is the most important thing and that's where you've got to get the results. Excited, Stephen, for the new season, number 18? Yeah, I'm a, I was just thinking that in the, in the drive-in here. Everyone across the country has got the aspirations and have your team meetings about where you're going to end up and it's a really exciting stage of the season because everyone's ready to go for it on Saturday and you're very quickly into into the season and you forget what, what that buzz is like so uh, you've been soaked it up this week most improved player on the show last year wasn't he Peter no doubt about it young McGinn absolutely. for sure absolutely yeah. you know he's carrying all the odds with no legs <laughs> well on that actually <laughs> 08 08 17 17 700 the number to call to speak to Peter Grant or Stephen McGinn and tomorrow night Andy Walker will be here with Barry Ferguson two days to go you know what I'm going to ask you who is going to go down this season we'll do it from 12 all the way to 1 should we do it early on you do it whatever way okay. you want Paul because you know my answer I, that's right <laughs> <laughs> I could big John last night would say well why are you asking me well you know you could think something else alright let's kick off with it who's going to win the title for me I've not seen enough of Rangers I've been impressed with them I think they've improved I think they've got stronger I think the squad's got stronger there's absolutely no doubt of that I think they've brought better quality in they've got a few of their injuries coming back which makes them obviously stronger there were some things I've seen last year I was really impressed with at the end of it um, I think Celtic are growing it's different slightly under the new manager it's a different sort of shape at times they're playing Ben is getting used to the players what you know you have to do is you've still got to go and beat them and <laughs> Stephen said earlier on it's very, very difficult, I think, to judge people in pre-season. 
it's always when the league kicks off because that's what managers are desperate not to pick up injuries you're desperate to get the 90 minutes pre previous to the, the season starting over with and done with and everybody getting through okay so that's what you're looking for you're hoping and I said it last year the ones the teams that stay the fittest and have their best players available for most games they're the teams that are successful nine times out of ten I think I proved that with a few of the teams last year not just the ones that won it but the ones that were fighting relegation when they lost a few players it made it very, very difficult for them. So it was all the way through. So managers have just been delighted that the season started. But I just think Celtic have still got more than enough with the quality and the fact that they've got Kyogo and all that still there. I think that's massive for them because I don't see anybody better than him as a striker. So Celtic were in media duties today. We're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers and also from the captain, Callum McGregor. And tomorrow night, we'll have Michael Beale and probably, I would think, James Tavernier as well. Brendan Rodgers said today, um, my aim isn't to defend the title, I want to win it. Is that the right attitude to have, Peter? Well, that's what you've got to do. Start again. That's what you've got. Yeah. I, I, Paul, I've said it since I came on to the show. You know, you're the champions for six weeks. That's all sure. you, the time you get to enjoy it. And during that six weeks, you're working for four of them to try and get back. And that's all the hard work goes through the season is you always start the race hoping to win it. That's what you're all in it. Everybody says everybody has great aspirations to do well and better than the season previous. And that's what Celtic will be doing again. And, and that's very difficult to do when you've just won a, a treble. Yep. You know, but you have to now. That's the standard you've got and the that's the expectation of Celtic to win a treble and also to get better results in Europe. That's what's demanded of them and that's why you want to be these big clubs and that's why you have the big managers and that's why you have the big players so you're more than capable of doing that. So Celtic to retain the title, yes. to win it. Rangers, is it going to be close to you yes, think, Peter? Yes, I, I do. Yeah. I do. I, I think, looking at Rangers, I think they've signed really well, really good players. I'm still looking, I think there's a, a lot of players in the same area of the pitch. You know, that's something maybe throws me a little bit at times. Attacking-wise, I think yeah. I think they'll have something different because I think that was a big problem for them last year. I liked Joe like a lot. Maybe Rangers fans yeah. disagree, but I liked him. And I thought his goal scoring was great, you know, compared to Morelos. And I know I'm not going over with Morelos again, but I think the proof's in the pudding at this moment time he's not got a club. So I think what I said earlier last year summed that up when everybody was telling me he was talking about going to Barcelona, Real Madrid yeah. and all that. And no, I think, you called it right. You <laughs> no, did. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I think the fact that he's not there either takes a little bit of pressure off the other strikers because no, there's no demand for Ogni to get Morelos playing and it gives him a different dynamic and as I say I've been impressed with their signings and if the other boys come back for their fitness it'll, it'll be a very tight race in the respect of it but it always is of always course. is it's what you do in the other games is important as well you know that's the ones that you lose as many as little of them as you possibly do Celtics at Murren last year yeah. everybody's think, oh is this it mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they've been on another run again yeah. and that's what you've got to do when you lose one you've got to go on the horse quickly and Celtic done that more often we'll than get not. Stevens in a moment or two who's coming third oh, who do you reckon I've got third here yeah. I've got, you've written it down I've got Aberdeen again you've got Aberdeen now so did John Harson. so did Barry Ferguson last night and will you give us the other three for the top six my top so six. He's just checking them. No, it's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an interesting one. I went for yeah. Celtic one, uh -huh. Rangers two, yes. Aberdeen three, mm -hmm. and this may be surprise some here. Celtic reserves, did you put? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. says Celtic B or something. That, yeah. <laughs> no, four Kilmarnock. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Five yeah. Hibs. Yeah. And six Hearts. Really. Wow, so obviously the standout one there is that you've got Killian at number four. Barry had them uh, high up as well. I won't say too much just now. Right, Stephen again, can we get yours? And Celtic fans or Rangers fans, challenge, Peter, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Because the Rangers fans, they like the look of the players coming in. And Celtic fans, well, it's Brendan Rodgers back in town who got a great reception the other night. As you know, yep. you were there. Stephen, what do you reckon? So, in fact, we do it the other way. Who's coming sixth? 
Can I do it the other way around for you? Oh, six. Yep. Six was a difficult one for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. split Motherwell and St Mern. Okay. Um, I've just edged it to Motherwell. Because your brother is playing Yeah, that. maybe a little bit of bias. <laughs> but I just think yeah. they've obviously lost a bit of goals, but the momentum of last season, sure. um, mm. they're always there or thereabouts, Motherwell. So I've just got them to pip St Mirren. Stephen Reside will be on, no doubt, and delighted. So you've got St Mirren then just out the top six. Who's coming in fifth position then? Have you got a surprise with a, a Kilmarnock, one of your old clubs as well? Again, my, my, my top three is pretty mm-hmm. set. Um, I just couldn't split the Edinburgh clubs. Okay. Um, I've gone for Hearts in fifth and Hibs in fourth. I just think Hibs with... The return of Martin Boyle, they've had a real mm-hmm. go in the transfer market. I think Hearts, um, the managerial situation, they've been a bit slow in the transfer market, so I've got, I've got my hibs just to edge them. And so, Aberdeen, obviously then, yes, Aberdeen. Third. So I, everyone is saying that at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I just, I didn't expect, I know they might lose Ramadani mm-hmm. um, yeah, before the season starts, mm-hmm. who's a huge player for them, but re-signing Graham Shinney, um, Barry Robson, obviously, what he's done as the Aberdeen manager is amazing. But going into this season, keeping Miofsky and Dukes huge, I think the the firepower that they've got, I think they'll get third again and deal with the challenges which the uh, European fixtures and Thursday. I know Hearts found it really tough last year. It really challenges your squad and the mentality of the group. But I think Aberdeen have got enough. Okay, so Aberdeen third, Hibs, one of your old clubs. Uh, fourth, and we'll talk about them shortly because they've got a massive game tonight. Huge game for Lee Johnson. If he was to lose tonight, would that be it? Yeah, I would think so. Um, I can't remember a Hibs manager being as well backed as he's been. Mm. Um, they've done a lot of business, spending a lot of money. The quality in the squad, you know, worked with a lot of the guys only a couple of years ago. They, I know they got into top six, but but it wasn't a brilliant season for them last year. Um, last week I mean the last two competitive games the disappointment of failing to to pip hearts last year at Tynecastle when they were playing against 10 men for such a long time and then to lose in Andorra I know these games you say the two legs and everything but they they were all over the place in the first half at times Stephen you'll have been thinking about this carefully all morning so who's going to win the league who is it going to be for you I'd love to I know it doesn't work like that I'd love to have the the question again once I see Rangers I think there's a lot of unknown for Rangers I, th- I thought I know in, in Glasgow when you're second you're last but their points ta- tally was really good last year yeah. it wins it's won titles it? it wins the leagues and, and a lot of other seasons in the last 20 years I've just picked, I've just gone with Celtic just on the manager I think they've got a better manager um, he's not lost a domestic trophy up here I thought it was a massive signing of intent from Celtic to get on I know they've still got a lot of work to do to to complete their squad before the window shuts but just with, with Rangers I think we'll be a better place to, to speak about Rangers in the next week because very quickly the Rangers players will know what it's like to play for Rangers a tough evening trip to Kilmarnock on, on the tight pitch at Rugby yep. Park when most likely they'll be chasing a three point lead already with Celtic having the early fixture and then a, a massive European game under the likes of Ibrox so I think by next Thursday we'll, we'll know if some of these Rangers players are cut out to, to make the difference this year and I hate to ask Peter and then you, Stephen, who do you think is going to go down oh. automatically? I know it's, well, listen, it's a horrible I always question. I the blinkers yeah. on for that and you, yeah. you throw it up. And, it, and it, it's not other than the fact that it doesn't mean they're poor players, poor managers, anything like that. The way I've sort of looked at this, where I see they're coming from and probably the, the signings have been able to make, that's the problem you have because there is a massive gulf, you know, and you've got to be very, very careful in that. And you can change things and you need luck. You need to keep every single player that you have got in the building fit to even survive in the league. And if you lose one or two of them, and it, in this position for the teams that's in the bottom six, they lose one player, that could be massive for them. And that is the fine line. Where I still think the Rangers maybe could help 
two or three players maybe out because of maybe that quality sitting on the side. Down the bottom, you, you don't have that quality on the side. Your first 11 needs near enough to be set in stone. So, yeah. so unfortunately for me, and I love Tony to bits, but I don't see... I've seen Dundee quite a lot at the end of last season and I just don't think they've brought enough players in um, of the quality you'll need. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good signing. Trevor Carson coming in, big experience. I think that's a fantastic signing for them and I think that's an important thing to do because it's Tony rightfully knows he's going to be under pressure with chances and that you're giving up. And um, but as I say, unfortunately for me, I see I see Dundee next is St. Johnson. I'll go, can we get through all of them shortly? Yeah, yeah, because we're going to hear from Brendan Rogers in just a moment or two. But thank you, Peter. It's a horrible question. So, Stephen, who do you think is going to go down automatically? Uh, I've gone with St. Johnston. Um, it's very hard for me to to look elsewhere from St. Johnston. I know last year the fans were really not happy at times under Callum Davidson. And it felt like they hadn't won for ages, but they just weren't in that relegation battle. It, it felt like they'd always just done enough to, to keep themselves above it. Um, they've lost players again in the summer. Don't They haven't done much business. At this point in time, I know there's a few weeks to the window shot. If they're not to sign anyone, I can't see anyone finishing below them. Yeah, it's a terrible start for them, isn't it? I think it surprised everyone to lose to what's Dennis Muir, Air United and Sterling Albion. Sterling Albion. But the biggest so, problem with that, Paul, is... Stephen's already got four or five injuries yeah, to know, main players and that's yeah, what I'm saying sure, one of the sure. players or two of the players and that's the right. problem You're, I'm going on what I know for their squads and listening and reading about what they've got and what they've not got and injuries they have and what they've been able to bring in it's not because they're a bad manager or a bad coach or bad players it's just that what you don't have available and especially Stephen touched on it the ones you lose who were good players for you and unfortunately these clubs who any of them do well they lose their best players to someone else because if financially they can't afford to keep them on. We, sorry, yep. just, we, we obviously watch, look at all the teams. Mm-hmm. At the moment, their midfield is carrying to a player that was on loan at Kuwait Falkirk last year and a player that was on loan at Montrose. Wow. Now, two good young players yep. and hopefully go on to have great St. Johnson careers, but I think from where that midfield's been in previous years, that's, what the, that's where they're at at the minute and, and I think it's worrying for them. So the season ahead starts officially on Saturday, kicks off at, what, 12.30? You'll be doing the game, Peter, I would imagine. So it's nah, uh, I'm not missing oh, you're away, no, aren't you? No, yeah, no, you're yeah, you're some other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, twelve thirty, Celtic against Ross County. Brendan Rogers is back. I mean, if you'd been on the moon for two months, you'd say, What? <laughs> and just gone. Still waiting to hear about Harry Kane. So Brendan Rogers speaking today about how he's looking forward to this season. Well, listen, I've I've I sit here with the with the knowledge of doing it twice, so I understand what the pitfalls of the you know success are. In order to to have long-term success and continue with it, there, there's certain um, elements and items that you need to ensure that you guard against. So, uh, so that's something that we've spoken about over the course of pre-season. Um, listen, for a club like Celtic, it's, it's always about winning, but winning in the best way that you possibly can. Um, and that's sometimes harder. I think when when we did the treble the first time, when we did it the second time, we didn't amass the same amount of points. Uh, game maybe wasn't quite at the, the same level but what we did do is we turned up in the big games and we we done what we needed to do and um, that'll be the idea this this season again to to win three trophies it's, uh, it's an incredible achievement um, but like I say it's a new season and new motivation and new desires now and uh, yeah I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, challenging for every trophy again 
Peter, he was well received the other night, wasn't he? I know there weren't many there from the Green Brigade, but the 42,000. And they, they took a risk in a way because they introduced him, didn't they, in the, the sporting. Yeah, but deservedly so. Listen, I'm a Celtic supporter and I want Celtic to do well. So when Brendan Mazzari done terrific, of course, everybody loved everything. It had been perfect with the way he left. You know, it's the same with Angie. It's the same disappointment when Angie goes and he left at the end of the season. So I still have the same disappointment with that. But I said right away when. And went. They said I was asked the question, "Who would I like?" And I said, "Brendan Rodgers. If you can afford to get Brendan back, that's you've got to go to the top drawer. If you're a club like Celtic Football Club, and they've managed to do that and to get Brendan back, and I'm delighted. Have they pushed the boat out financially? Yes, but I think there's been a bit on both sides. I think Brendan will hell of a lot more money in England. That's for sure. And people will say, oh, he wasn't getting offered jobs. There is no doubt in my mind Brendan Rodgers would have got a top job in England. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind because something would have come up somewhere along the line." Sometimes it takes a little bit of time because people are a bit conscious of this, that and the next thing. But there's no doubt in my mind they got a lot bigger offer financially. They would never get a bigger club. Stephen, what do you feel about it? What Brendan Rodgers was saying there? We'll hear more from him. In fact, let's hear the injury update. He speaks first of all about a couple of the players who are on their way back. Cameron Carter-Vickers and Tony Ralston. Well, both those players came through really well uh, during the week, which is great news for us. Again, we've got another day to go, but they're back back, uh, back with the squad. They probably aren't as up to speed as what some of the other boys are, but they, they still look in very good condition. So we'll just uh, we'll, we'll just take a look at them uh, tomorrow. Apart from that, just the, the guys that have been out for a little bit of time um, just are, are still a little bit off. It, but, um, but hopefully over the course of the next three to four weeks, we'll, some more will return. Stephen, what are you thinking? Well, I think it's good news that Anthony Ralston's available. I think um, Awata, he does his best when he's there. But just because you're a defensive-minded defensive, defensive minded midfielder doesn't mean you can play in the back four. Um, I try and think of myself, and if I was to play right back or centre-half, like Awata's been asked to do at times, what would I struggle with? Long, high diagonals or crosses into the box. When you look at the goal that Bilbao scored the other night, it doesn't deal with a diagonal well. If you think back to the cup final, the goal Inverness score, he gets done with a header. I think Curtis Main caused him all sorts of problems um, in the air when St Martin came to Celtic Park. So I think it's unfair to judge him in anywhere across the back four. I think if Anthony Ralston's fit enough to, to play at the weekend, then I think he'll get the nod. And what do you think of the Celtic squad? Obviously we know that Aaron Moyes had to go because there's an injury and he's had to go early. And not everyone seems to know that. It's such a pity he's had to go. And of course Jota, the 25 million now in Saudi. Yeah, I think there's a couple of areas that we still need to, to look at getting in. I think all the Celtic fans will expect a goalkeeper to come in at some point. Mm. I think, obviously we've not seen Tilio. Um, Yang's just in the door as a young winger, but you're probably looking for more of a proven Jota type winger um, one, the big signing that commands a jersey every week to 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 not make, to make sure you're not uh, getting worse in that area because Jota was was the one that made them tick up the top end I know Abada scores a lot of goals obviously Kyogo gets, gets his goals but Jota was a ball carrier he was the one that got the fans off their seat Is there someone to come in then to replace him Peter do you think or is there someone there? Well, there may be someone there. The young wing had come on the Yang the other yeah. night. They'd mm -hmm. come on and he was busy enough and whatever. But I really like a bad. I just hope we don't lose him because I think he's got goals in him. He plays with enthusiasm. He's very purposeful in everything he does. He's direct. You know, he wants to get in the box to score. Um, and I just hope he stays because he gives you something different. The one I was surprised at the other night they'll never get any minutes was Haksabanovich because I think he can play on the left side. He comes in and I've seen him scoring a few worldies from that side of the pitch in Lincoln. 
Um, he's not got great pace, so that's why I would never play him on the right-hand side because he can't really get by anyone. But when he comes inside, he can pick a pass and he scored a few great goals. So not to see him on the other night there, and I'd say maybe with the player there, you've got Mieda who does terrific, you know, and I think he's had a wonderful pre-season. I've seen quite about four games this season, I think, uh, pre-season, and I think he's done terrific, you know, out there. He's played through the middle, which is something that we always question, and he's got his goals. So, listen... I'm sure Brendan will be looking at it and thinking, right, where can we improve? And you can always think where you're going to improve. I agree about Tony Rawson. As you know, Paul, you watched us playing it. I played it right back a couple of yeah. times for Celtic. Oh, dearie, dear. God rest him. Ralph Millen was the first one. I'd never stood it right back in my life. And like Billy um, says to us, somebody went off injury and he said, can you go to right back? And I went to right back. United, oh, dearie, yeah. dear. And it seems as if you're in a different world. So yeah. it is so difficult. He went to Man United, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but it yeah. is so difficult because you've got all of a sudden people running at you when you've got to back wow. off and jockey. But in the middle of the pitch, you're always going against people and tackling. And it is slightly different. But the one thing he did give you, he gives you use of the ball. Mm. He, 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 that, I know, my boy, I tell you, he could use the ball well from the back in the way Celtic play. You know, but defensively, when it turns out, it's a bit difficult. So Tony Rawson come back. But I thought Carter Vickers looked exceptionally sharp for the period of time he was on. You know, he was only on for 45 minutes. And young Narosky done really well as well. I was impressed with him. Can I ask you more about him? Yeah, yeah. I after, thought... the, after the break. Yeah, yeah, sure. No race problem. towards the first break. There's lots of Celtic audio tonight. Brendan Rogers and Callum McGregor. And we'll talk about Rangers as well. We'll look at the Rangers lineup, And also tomorrow night, uh, Michael Beale. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Find out more about the funding options available at global-eco.co.uk. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Peter Grant and Steve McGinn. I think they came in in cycles tonight. That's the way to do it, isn't it? With the World Cycling Championships here in the great city of Glasgow. This is Go Radio for just tuning in. Glasgow's own, the newest, and some say the best. More and more of you tuning in. Thank you so much. We are with Global Eco Energy, and that's how we can afford to pay Peter Grant. You can run my chopper. His wages, man. Yeah, on the bike ever, Stephen? Are you uh, sometimes out? Yeah, I mean, I've had my knee troubles over the years, so oh. um, I got a bike during COVID. So during the summer, I, if I'm going to do my running and stuff, I always cycle to it. Good. Quite enjoy doing it, since it's a break for the kids as well. <laughs> <laughs> great for Glasgow though, isn't it? Not so good if you're trying to get to work or whatever, but listen, the attention of the world will be on Glasgow. Tonight, our attention is just two days to go, less than 48 hours. In fact, 48 hours from now, Rangers will be underway at Kilmarnock. Celtic will have played at 12.30 against Ross County and the other games well you know it's Dundee against Motherwell it's a great game up there isn't it as well I think Andy Walker's going there for Sky Livingston against Aberdeen and uh, yeah David Martindale's been talking this week about well if it doesn't go well I'll be back in a building site uh, St Johnson against Hearts what's going to happen with Hearts this season and uh, Hebs St Mirren is on Sunday and the Rangers game of course is at 5.15 at Rugby Park and we'll talk about the championship and the first and second division as well have I told you we've teamed up with Alea here in Glasgow to give you the chance to win up to £250 you can spend in the brand new relaunch sports bar and you can watch all your favourite sports action this season last weekend it was I think £200 was won by Alan who was on from Les Mahego just go to thisisgo.co.uk and you can sign up. Are we allowed to join them? No, you can't, Peter. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Inside information. Good try. <laughs> this is go.co.uk. And what you're thinking, so Stephen McGinn reckons the top six will look like this. Motherwell coming in in sixth spot, Hearts in fifth, Hebs in fourth, Aberdeen third, Rangers second, Celtic, Victor Lodorum. Top of the table. For Peter, Hearts in fifth position. No, Hebs. six. 
Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just checking that you're yeah, listening. I'm okay. Listening. Listening. Right, sometimes. Yeah. The top five. <laughs> the top five. Yeah. Six hearts, five hips. How hard is this, Paul? <laughs> Kelly in fourth, Aberdeen in third, Rangers in second, Celtic to win it. But you think it's going to be tight this season? Yeah, I've been impressed with Rangers, I must admit. I thought they finished the season very well. I was very impressed with Raskin and Cantwell, as everyone else was, uh, when they came into the side. Like say Hadji, Roof and that have a big part to play this year. They've signed forwards. They've got rid of ones that I thought shouldn't have been there anyway and cost manager their job. See, Glenn Kamara could be going, a few clubs in, but it's taking time. It's taking so yeah, long. I, I, I must admit, I've liked Kamara over the piece as well, you know. So, but listen, Rangers are probably getting to that stage now. Lundstrom as well, we're talking about because the guys that's maybe out of contract next year, they don't want to end up with the situation they've had this year with guys walking away for nothing. Yeah. So, you can understand that. And probably you're saying from middle to front, they're probably top heavy. You know, at this moment in time, I know there's still question marks, you know, about the left fullback. You know, do they, do they think Davis, the boy Davis, is good enough? I, I don't see Rangers, obviously, uh, you see the games and the highlights yeah. most of the time, but I don't ever see them live that way. And I think they've got a very good goalkeeper in Jack Butland. Yeah. You, you like know, him? I, yeah. I, I've, I've really liked him. And if, if he comes, he performs to the levels he's capable of, that can be worth 10 points a season to you. And that's why these situations are rising and people don't realise that that's so, so important. So I think he's a very good signing if he's fit, Jack Butler. So a number of clubs in for Glenn Kamara. We heard about Leeds a few weeks ago. I don't know, Stephen, what you've heard with your contacts uh, down south. No, I do. Glenn Kamara's been getting linked away from Rangers for years now. Um, and I think he should probably should have moved on last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for Rangers and for Glenn Kamara, it just didn't happen last season. I think it's for the best for him to move on. I mean, two two or three years ago, uh, Glenn Kamara had an amazing season, yeah. both for club and internationally, and I think he now needs to move on to regain that form. Uh, clubs like Chaz Sponsor, Galatasaray, Borussia Mönchengladbach, FC Copenhagen, since too much like agents giving out names rather than you know somebody sending them, but they'll get them. What do you think? A couple of million for Glenn Kamara? Three million maybe? Yeah, I think he's coming into the last year of his contract, so yeah. maybe not. The f- I think if they'd sold him a couple of years ago, a bit like the, the Kent and Morelos, he would have been able to ca- command a lot more money. But I think if they can get a few million in for Glenn Kamara, it'd be good business. What are you thinking about Fashion Sakala then? So he said no first time round, but it looks as though he could be off to Saudi Arabia. Listen, I, I think Rangers have now signed that many attacking players. They, they have to move him on. I, I don't think he'll feature very much. But I, I liked Sakala. I thought he was good. I thought he was a real threat, especially against Celtic. I think he was a, something different to, to Ryan Kent. And um, he really upset Celtic's um, balance and, and the way they got up to the halfway line at times because he was so unorthodox, unorthodox the way he performed. I think he's when Rangers won the semi-final a few years ago he, he was the difference in that game I thought he was outstanding the 3-0 game and the splitting in the last season so um, you, you, you hope he gives obviously. you that unknown doesn't he, yeah, he gets, I, as a player there's nothing worse you know when he puts you into positions you don't realise and in that quick changeover when we said it when they beat Celtic 3-0 and they played the two quick ones outside the centre backs but Ange kept pushing the full backs in and it was, it was a the wee fella the young lad that, Matondo Matondo yep. they played the two of them and we spoke about it through the period building up and saying well they've never really tried that yet and it did cause a problem and it's because he really doesn't know what he's doing sure. he I doesn't d- and I that, that's, yeah, yeah. that is the yeah. worst nightmare because mm-hmm. if you're playing against certain players you know he likes to come on to his left he likes to do this he wants to peel off my shoulder mm-hmm. you get to know them but you never knew what he was going to do and that was a handful and I agree with Stephen in the respect to that I think he, I still think he could have done a job for them in this group right. but they have to change it up because of the amount of boys they bought in that area the, the, the field but I agree 100% that 
uh, he'll be a, a loss to them for that unknown quantity if you understand what I'm trying to say How big a season then for well it's lit for the two managers you can't be second I mean Barry spoke about it the other night last night as well and I think his what he said was yeah Rangers need to win the title um, and I said to him what if they win two cups but he'll be here tomorrow night and we'll see what do you feel Peter for Michael Beale the board have spent a fair bit of money haven't they Rangers fans are happy it's pre-season um, they like the look of things does he have to win the title to, to be here this time next year I'm not necessarily be here next year I just think Celtic and Rangers it's, it's set in stone I, you have to be first there is no second and I keep saying it and I've said it when we were involved didn't matter how bad we were we were still expected to win the league and but there were massive, massive disappointments and probably that's why I went through six or seven managers during that period because we didn't win the league, you know, and a hell of a lot of players. Um, yes, he's been back, but to be fair, I'll give credit where credit is due. They, he needed to be back because they did need a change. They weren't good enough. What have they won? One trophy? One trophy, I don't know, yeah. 18 or something. Yeah, there were two, two because <laughs> they won the title yeah, in 2021 right. so, and then they won the cup in yeah. 2022. So at the end of the day, yeah. he needs that help. And last yeah. year, he, he had to suffer a little bit at times, but the performances were good. The points he got, was he done very well with the points he's got. And I think there have been positive signings. Listen, I, I, as I said to you before, the signs that came in at the end of last season helped them, you know. Yeah. And you're always looking for the roofs and are they going to take part this year? Hadji, are we going to sell him and bring more money in? You know, Dessers, as we say, we've been impressed with certain things. Yeah. His background and the goals, Danilo, you're looking at every time I looked at him in pre-season, he scores a goal, you know, and yep. I'm thinking, well, that's more positive. And they can see, he's probably not going to try and play that three that uh, Liverpool did, because he always spoke about Liverpool mm -hmm. when he was here with Stephen sure. Gerrard. I played yep. that three narrower, sure. you know, and then having the three in the middle of the pitch. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes a problem because I watched them against uh, Olympiacos, was it? And and I felt they were very narrow then. Mm. And that caused them a massive problem because one pass was taken about the game to get it wide. So if they're going to play that narrow, it doesn't matter. Even in Scotland, that's a problem for you because if crosses are going to come in your box, you've got to be able to deal with them all the time. They're a bigger side for sure, but you don't want to be giving up that amount of room. And you don't want Cantwell to be playing at left back. And that's what ends up happening sure. sometimes when you play him in the middle of the pitch. He's got to do that defence. And you expect your players to do defensive duty. But I, th I thought that was what happened with Tillman last year. They were all expecting him to open the door, yeah. score a mm -hmm. goal, but then run 40 yards, 50 yards back to pitch. And I'm sorry, that, that takes away a big part of his job. Of you know, I'm not talking about not dropping back in, I'm sure. No, you have to these days. I'm going away back yeah, to fullback. Well left back. Right, sure. Exactly. And that takes away their strength. Sifuentes is in town. That's what we heard last night. The medical. Stephen, what's the inside track? You checked at the hospital? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the worst kept secret that yeah. it's happening. I think it's an area of the park. Yeah. Uh, those two sitting midfielders, three sitting midfielders, is an area of the park they needed to upgrade. I think he's an upgrade. Um, I think I think Michael Beale has to win the league, and we all knew. Obviously, everyone spoke about this rebuild Rangers were going to have. They haven't put him under pressure to get players out, to get players in. I think that's one of the biggest things. The board have said, "No, look, we, we agree." The squad's not been good enough. It's been it fell short, right? We'll get you in your team that you want for the ready for the start of the season. We'll deal with getting people out when it when it comes before the window. We'll get players out, but yeah, you can go ahead and get your team, get them ready pre-season, and hit the ground running. You and think that, Stephen? He'd, he'd be quite happy with the two it's went, Morelos and Kent. I think he will. I know yeah. it sounds bizarre, yeah. especially Kent, because everybody talked to me, but he never played well enough. You know, he's not played well enough. So sometimes it works in your favour, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, sure. I just, as I've, with a brother that's a full-back in the league, who always did okay against Kent, always good battles Paul had with Ryan Kent. 
but he kept him honest for so long every game and one thing about Ryan Kent was he, he was always available no matter when Rangers played I, th- I say the same about Tavernier Goldson I know he's been injured at times but these guys always played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sundays, Thursdays they're always available and Ryan Kent would always take the ball and as a full back Paul said to him that's the one thing Ryan Kent would never hide he'd always take the ball sometimes would he take too many touches yes yeah. could he get the pass or shot away earlier yes but he would always take the ball and who is the player in this Rangers team that's going to be that carrier ball carrier that's going to attract two defenders at times and that's the one thing about Peter saying about the team being a bit narrow who is the one that's maybe going to go out wide at times and attract full backs and, and covering midfielders so we're looking out for Sifuentes great chat there about Rangers 0808 17 17 700 shall we hear from Callum McGregor who's been speaking today and he said look yeah people are talking about Rangers with what nine new signings and but he said we relish the challenge yeah I think so I think if, if you're in sport and you're in elite sport then you have to enjoy that pressure there's there's no other way about it there's there's always a challenge there's challenges for us within the building you know there's always new players coming in trying to push the players that are playing you get a real competitive edge within the squad so that's the first bit and then of course when you come together as a club and a squad then you've got 11 other teams that are trying to beat you and you know that's the pressure that you want as a, as a football player you, you want to stay at the front um, you understand how hard that challenge is but it's something that you relish and what about Brendan Rodgers people saying well, the style what's it going to be like compared to Ange so the style of the manager in general yeah the work's been good um, in pre-season we've, we've looked at a couple of different ways of playing obviously don't want to say too much <laughs> so no we've we'll, we'll looked at a few different systems obviously from, from the last time he was here the team was fairly flexible in terms of transitioning from one system into another um, even within games so trying to bring that learning to, to this group as well and like you said the, the style will be the same it'll be fast attacking football trying to be aggressive on the front foot defending so th- those things won't change the principles will be the same but you know of course we want to have that um, flexibility in, in terms of tactically and, and understanding the game Stephen what an amazing captain he's been and probably will be he's just signed a new five year deal yeah and, and he's chat about just parking last season and going again I mean how many times have we heard that from he's almost robotic yeah. about how he's able to go and just produce another six, uh, successful 60 game season but mm-hmm. I think when he speaks about Brendan Rodgers and you, you think of ways he might play I think Brendan Rodgers will be delighted with some of the players he's inherited in terms of how he goes about playing and the attitude of, of guys like Ky- uh, Kyogo and Maeda to, to pressing because it was a big part of Brendan Rodgers' first Celtic team about how high they pressed the game and um, what Callum McGregor was talking about there about moving through systems because at times it was an absolute nightmare to play against but, uh, and I think he'll love some of the players he's inherited. Callum McGregor, what can you say? Do you think there's some AI in there, artificial intelligence, because of I don't his... I to say what you're talking about. Exactly. Like no, but yeah, <laughs> he's just so consistent, isn't he? But listen... He's probably one of these last of these boys that's played games consistently. We're all concerned about people playing too many games. I even see goalkeepers taking crap now, which drives me mental. You know what I mean? Um, and not talk about sports science, whatever. Guys don't play enough games. You know, they don't play at the schools. We go back and it's a completely different thing. But Callum's been constantly doing that at the highest level, whether it's European games, Premier League matches, and he's done it constantly. Young boys coming through now, I'll not be able to do that because I've not been governed to do that. We were talking about playing four and five games a week and then you were playing, even we were internationals, you turn up for internationals, you are training right away. So all these things are different and that's why he can manage to do it. You never see him getting taken off. 
you know, he had an injury last year. We thought Celtic were going to struggle a little bit. To be fair to Matt O'Reilly, he changed his position and done really well at it, which I was, as I say, it was a wee bit of concern for me because I thought Matt still never had that defensive head on. He lets people run off him. Um, and but Callum McGregor wore the mask. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Zorro. And then Callum's coming back yeah. and playing, just desperate to play. And as a manager, there is nothing better when you turn around, you've got him at your, your side here saying, right, okay, he's out there. He knows what I'm wanting. He knows for Brendan the first time what Brendan was looking for. And it's slightly different, as I said, I spoke about last year because of the language barrier with some of the boys and giving that wee bit of information quickly. That makes it slightly different. There is no getting away from that. But the points will still be the same. Seen wee chinks and certain things they've done on the the, the, the team shape. Mm-hmm. That, that's been slightly different a wee bit. I've seen two sitters and we one in front you know where Ange used to have Callum probably sitting predominantly getting receiving the ball yeah. all the time with one at the right hand side and the left hand side and then the full backs coming inside in there and I think the other night there that caught them out especially first half early on didn't and, it? absolutely and when they turned the ball over they'll be over at them and it was they'd the overload of players and Brendan always talks about a 3v2 yeah. or a 2v1 or a 4v3 which is also the Barcelona thing they always think make sure have an extra player mm. and the other night there Bilbao had the extra player in the first yeah, half the second half Celtic were much better, you know, moved the ball much quicker, you know, passed the ball much forward a lot quicker. And I think Brendan was showing that. People have always said that Celtic used to keep the ball too often. But Brendan, you can hear him because you're, you're, you're privy to hearing him talking and whatever and he's shouting. Did you hear him in pre-season, didn't Yeah, you? you could hear him saying, well, pass forward, you know, when you've got an opportunity to pass forward. And they're so, so important. So... Supporters maybe not hear that when you're in Celtic Park, yeah. but the manager's demanding that. Well, Jimmy's been on the socials at Go Football Show and he wants to ask you both about the tweaks that Celtic will make under Brendan Rodgers. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Find out more about the funding options available at global-eco.co.uk. Let's go! Thursday night, two days to go to the kickoff of the Cinch Premiership. We kick off on Saturday, 12.30. The flag will be raised from last season and Stephen nice touch it's going to be James Forrest who'll be doing that on Saturday a special moment for him I mean what 11 titles 6 Scottish Cups 5 League Cups yeah amazing and I think the, the start about the 100 assists 100 goals yeah. um, who else has done that in the history of Celtic um, it's just amazing what he's achieved at Celtic and even the other night when you're watching him you could see some of the players almost trying to push him to the front to say go and yeah. enjoy this take yeah. it in and yeah. he just looks so uncomfortable with the whole yeah. being the main man but you know is he so quiet is he that I mean, unassuming I, I played with him the, the youth sides with Scotland and yeah he's so quiet really really nice boy he's, um, you wouldn't have thought he was playing for Celtic's first team and I think he's probably still like that you speak to some of the guys with this, the national team of Scotland when he goes away he's just still the exact same as he always been he did it on the pitch um, time and time again you don't see him as much these days Peter but my goodness what an example uh, to young players well, I thought it was important. I think pre-season, I watched the game, one of the games in Japan, and he was excellent when he came on. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's important. You're talking about Callum and James. These guys have been through it with Brendan before, but not only that, it, the club. When you're on the training pitch and you're first out there, and every time you train, you train at your maximum. That sets the standards, because you can talk as much as you want, tell players what do you want from them. But when you see the likes of these guys going out and training that way and playing as long at a club like Celtic, you know, they deserve everything that they get, you know, but that is the best example you can have. And we spoke about Rangers keeping some of the this, this, this Stephen Davises, and I, I said about Scott Arfield last year, because when you see them training, you could imagine, I've never been in the Rangers training room, but I'm thinking Stephen Davis would be an unbelievable trainer. I'm thinking Scott Arfield would be an unbelievable trainer. Yeah. You know, these sort of guys. And you've got the likes of James Forrest, and you've got the likes of Callum McGregor. You don't need to say nothing. 
just watch and they set the standard you hear it on the pitch if they're, they're not doing the business properly and James does it in a slightly different way for Callum and Callum's got better he's got more voice now than he's ever had you know he's growing with that where James is still quiet but it's just his actions that do it slightly different so these things are so important so I'm delighted from the other night and hopefully goes on and gets many more titles yeah, well his captain he captained the other night in the 3-2 win against Bilbao and the manager will speak again in a few moments but the captain Callum McGregor was speaking about the new manager and how he remembers the last time and it's the same this time he thinks he will improve players yeah yeah he's a, he's a top manager and, and he, re- he likes to work really closely with players um, he sort of gets under your skin and he, and he really understands the players and, and, and what pushes you what motivates you and, and any level of detail and, and understanding of the game will benefit everyone you know not just the young players not just the new players but even the guys who have been here for a period of time as well for him to come back in and and uh, and have that level of detail in his in his organisation, then you know the hope is that everybody will improve and continue to improve. Brendan Rogers was speaking today with the media just two days away from the kickoff about his tactics. Yeah, listen, it, there's no right or wrong way. I think throughout my coaching career, I've always had a philosophy in terms of how I want the teams to play. So in terms of of style and and philosophy, that's always the same. In terms of you know imposing yourself in the game, being really aggressive in your pressing shortening the pitch and, and of course dominating the ball and creating opportunities so that style is always the same but what I've tended to do is, is move and, and change in out of systems um, and have that flexibility I'm, I like my players to be able to do that so um, so I think coming into here the, the team is in a really good place Ange done a fantastic job here for the couple of seasons and, and he'll do very well uh, down in the Premier League for me it was the case of coming in assessing where it was at and in just certain phases of the game, looking to add something new that's different for opponents to think about. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so that's just been in, in, in the different phases of the game. Stephen McGinn, how do you think the Brendan Rodgers team will look compared to the Ange team of last season? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think I don't think his fullbacks will come in so much. I don't think I think they'll have more control in the game. I don't think they'll get the ball forward as quickly as as Ange's team. I think at times so come across the back and um, get lots of touches in midfield and maybe have more of a controlling element in the midfield as opposed to just them um, getting quickly out wide to the to the wingers. But I, I don't think I don't I don't see it just being a set four two three one. I think that was very much his go to formation um in his first spell at Celtic. I don't think they've quite got the the same players. I don't think they've got a Tom Rogic. I don't think um, at, at this minute in time obviously with Alistair Johnson and a doubt over um, Anthony Ralston's match fitness they could quite easily go to a back three which he did a lot of times at, at Leicester I know Celtic haven't played a back three often for, in, in the last few years but it's something now with Naroki coming in um, they've got the potential to do Peter what do you think what differences you touched on it a wee while ago so what do you reckon the Celtic fans will see that's different under Brendan Rodgers once he senses what players he's had, and that's what the pre-season's for, who can play in the, and who's feels comfortable. Because sometimes you'll say, I could play him as a number 10. And then you realise, oh, he's always playing his back to the game. He doesn't pass forward as much. He doesn't make the wee angles better. Or he's maybe not suited for that. And you've got to adjust that. The other evening there, I thought that didn't happen well in the first half. They sort of, I think it was Callum. It was sitting, more sitting. And Hatati was a wee bit higher. 
and being that first press to support the front man I'm not sure Hattati I think he wants to play that little bit I'm not saying he can't do it but I think he likes to be looking on at the game and he got caught in the first half about three or four times and a couple of the balls he gave away ended up with chances and a goal actually first goal absolutely and listen yeah. I know people make mistakes yeah, and I understand sure. that but some guys like to and I think he's brilliant at looking forward and he can pick his pass and he can switch play and he can pick people up between the lines as Brendan talked about the pressing and all that has always been Celtic anyway people talk about that pressing pressing was getting done 35, 40 years ago just in a different way you know what I mean it was just don't let them play make the keeper kick another day the keeper kicked it then you know they didn't try and play out if you were locked up against them so they kicked and you did win the second ball so it's never changed Celtic you're expected to play and get forward quickly people talk about Barcelona Sir Alex Ferguson and all that they used to get shots of goal after about four passes you know that would go for the centre back into Roy Boom, Keane yeah. <laughs> into Paul sure. Scholes Striker, goal. Yep. And that was Man United at their best. So there's different ways to skin a cat, as we say in that respect. And I think Celtic will do that. I think you hear Brendan talking about players passing forward quicker when you get an opportunity to turn. And for me, that's the best way to play. If you get turned in the middle of the pitch and you've got an opportunity to pass into a forward player, do it. Don't turn it down because all the teams Celtic are going to play against are hopefully that they're going to be sitting off the game trying to make sure they don't have any space and I think that's what happened the other night there they've made the few square passes and they kept getting caught his first half second half when they played quickly between and beyond all of a sudden they created chances themselves and I think that's when Celtic are their best and that's he's got the players that can do that I still think he'll not be happy with the full group he's got he's probably think there's maybe not the right balance yet to see who's at their best and some people are not at their peak yet you know but unfortunately, you're not going to get that time now because the pre-season games are away. So, so, so you're into the yeah. league and you're into the European games. So you're learning as the games are going across. And as I say, God willing, they don't pick up any injuries. And I said it last year, Celtic's hardest games were on the training pitch, I felt, for a big, big part of the season. You know, that I felt yeah. that because of 11v11s because of the squad they had. And I'm hoping it becomes that again once the injuries come back. I just think that's a little bit different now because of the injuries they have. They don't really have that balance. They can't make the changes that they have. And Rangers had that problem last year. You know? So it'll be interesting to watch, Brendan. But as you say, at Celtic, you're always expected to do the same thing. Entertain, play quick, get the ball in the box, get chances and get shots at goal. It never changes. Football doesn't change and that's what people are excited about and wanting to score goals. And Brendan's team have always done that. They kept the ball when they went one nothing up because they're good players. You know, so you can manage to do that, and when you've got the ball, the other team can't score. <laughs> well, I think the standards are, have been set here over many years. It's the standard of, of Celtic. It's not uh, just what's probably been done the last five, ten years. You know, Celtic as a club has uh, a high expectation, high standards that are always set. And as any manager that comes into here, that's what you embrace, and it's also what you look forward to. So for me, uh, I understand what they are. And that was one of the big reasons for coming back here to try and continue uh, and develop those and improve those. And uh, as I said, we've got a fantastic group of players that are still very much in the learning phase of their development. And yeah, I look, I've, I've really enjoyed working with them so far. Stephen, that could have been written by Peter Grant. <laughs> yeah. I think Brendan will be enjoying his second spell and the start of it. And it's a smoother transition for him yeah. with the pre season and working with the players. I mean, you think back to some of his pre-seasons and the early European games he was having to play and when you think back to um, Owen O'Connell who's, who's going on to have a good career but guys like that getting thrown into starting some of these away games um, You're thinking Red Imps? Yep Red Imps, yeah. Astana all these games early on in, in, in the season before the game the league started so I think he'll enjoy having this time to work on formations and get to know the group um, 
before the competitive stuff starts. As the first hour has come and gone with Peter Grant, Paul Cooney and Stephen McGinn, we're going to talk Rangers who will be in European action in six days and it's going to be Servette. Everyone thought it would be Genk and of course Servette went down to uh, 10 men in four minutes So, but they've gone through eventually last night and they'll be playing at Ibrox next Wednesday there's also more to come from Brendan Rodgers and Callum McGregor and we will take some of your calls 0808 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Find out more about the funding options available at global-eco.co.uk Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Plenty of energy in here tonight in the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Stephen McGinn getting ready for this weekend, the kickoff for Falkirk and for every professional, all the top teams this weekend. And Peter Grant, who is a Celtic legend and many other clubs as well. We'll maybe talk about some of your old I clubs. I you've talked about energy. Briefly. It must be Stephen you were talking oh, about. Oh, as well. <laughs> Pedro, yeah. Plenty of energy here. And some calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Despite that, Peter is staying with us. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Right, what about your old club, Birmingham City? I wow. see you've got another superstar coming into English football, uh, Tom know. Brady. And he's going to be talking about the things, the medical side more importantly. Right. That's the interesting yeah. thing. Uh-huh. He's going to be taking over talking about that. I'll be interested to see what they can achieve financially because it's a problem they've had for many, many years. Mm-hmm. It was a great sure. club. But I really yeah. enjoyed my time there. We won the cup, obviously, under Big Alec. Yep. And it was a fantastic time, a fantastic day. Barry fa- Ferguson. Uh, yeah, yep. absolutely. And fantastic memories. Then, unfortunately, through that cup run, we had we end up getting relegated because of the injuries we picked up in the cup final day. Believe it or not, yeah. that was a problem you had. You beat the Arsenal. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and it was great yeah. memories. But it's yeah. interesting he's going there. Uh, listen, it is one of these places. It's such a well-supported football club. You know they love their football in the Midlands. There, you're a blue, well, aren't you? To, uh, no, in the Midlands. Hey, it's the Blues. I, 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 it was the Blues there, you know. But I was at Villa as we all remember. I, that, that ended up oh, in a so nightmare. Of course, sorry. So right. we, went, we went after we won the cup. We went to Villa. That's so right, that's like going course. to Celtic Rangers. Oh my goodness! You know, so. we'll, we'll do another podcast, <laughs> Peter. Have you got a podcast? <laughs> no, you have now. And <laughs> uh, Stephen, some of the other headlines coming in tonight. We're just waiting to see about the signing of Rangers Sifuentes. But you know, he's in the house. He's had the medical. That will be coming. Just looking to see who's coming, who's going. Harry Kane, no word yet. Is he going to stay? If the only show in town is 80-odd million, which Daniel Levy says is not enough from Bayern, what do you think? And for Ange Postacoglu, what do you feel? I think from just our experience of Ange, I think he'll want whatever's happening with Harry Kane. Obviously, doesn't want him to go in any any stretch of the imagination, but I think he'll want him to go quickly because Ange doesn't like the hanging on and the, the doubt and everything. So I expect him to go to Bayern Munich, to be honest. I think um, I think in an ideal world for Harry Kane he goes to Man United and stays in the league and becomes a, the league record goal scorer but I think he's going to have to go to Germany to, to get his uh, big move and for trophies Rangers have signed the midfielder Jose Cifuentes from LA as you know and they're saying it's a four year contract and they're mentioning around £12 million pounds. I'm not sure it'll be that much that's the contract you know, isn't it I, I would imagine that'll be the combined. contract yeah probably yeah. everything but as yeah. I say I've heard good reports I've got yeah. a friend who said He's a box-to-box midfielder, you know, and gets shots away, powerful striker of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see him, how the balance, as we say, earlier on we talked about, they played Todd Cantwell uh, in midfield, 
maybe that's the reason they're looking at that a little bit more power maybe a different type of midfield player in there and listen we always spoke about Rangers not having a squad now I think they're moving back Michael's looked at it and think well I think I've got cover here maybe you'll still be looking for some defenders but in the middle of the pitch to the front I think he looks very strong a lot stronger than they were last year in that department because he would be a free by the end of the year so Rangers have obviously done a deal with him but that's obviously big money that he's coming on Stephen McGinn and Barry said that last night he's box to box just as you said Peter so that'll be you know a big signing for Rangers yeah, I think so. I think Sky Sports News have maybe missed out a dot in the middle. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> the 1.2 was, I think, the fee at the yeah, time to get him early. Yeah, I think that was rumoured to be. Yeah. But yeah, big signing for Rangers. <laughs> he's very well thought of at his club. I think they're disappointed to lose him. But obviously, with his contract running out in, in December. And I think, obviously, it's an area of the park. They've already got a lot of players, but probably nobody um, of the kind of defensive milk, uh, ilk. I know they've got Brian Jack, John Lundstrom, but someone, a big signing that's going to be the main man in there. I was speaking to Willie at Gogerburn this morning at the Royal Bank of Scotland headquarters in Edinburgh and he enjoys the show. Well, he will now. He's listening. He wanted to ask you both, what did you think about um, Mark Warburton's statement that he was saying, obviously he was manager when Brendan Rodgers was here the last time, saying, I wish I had £15 million to spend as the manager has had now, Michael Beale. What did you think of those remarks? Fair comment? When I first read that, and Matt Warburton says he was taking on Celtic before and £5,000 a week midfielders yeah. my first thought was I think he forgot about Nico Cranchar and Joey Barton because <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't come up here for no. four and five grand a week <laughs> they were big what would it be 20 grand 15, 20 yeah, grand a week I mean, yeah you would think so I That's mean Joey true. Barton at the time was yeah. uh, self-proclaimed going to be the best in the league so I don't think he was coming up for a couple of grand a week <laughs> Joey Barton <laughs> remember it didn't last too long did it and what a career he had as no, well. Yeah, just I think they ended up having a fallout yeah. in, the, in the training ground, which eventually sealed yeah. the deal. But um, yeah, I, I, don't, I think he maybe forgot about a few signings. Peter, um, when you look back, do, you, do we all change things a bit? But Mark Warburton um, would love to have 15 million. Let's put it that way, wouldn't he? The way the, the board at the moment are backing Michael Beale. Yeah, but you've got to remember, other clubs around about him wouldn't have had that type of money either. They wouldn't be paying yeah. big money. As the years go on, money gets bigger, as we see. You know what I mean? Listen, you're saying now, modern day football, you're thinking some people are getting half a million a week, some are getting a million a week, some are getting three million a week. So it doesn't really matter, you know. So at that period of time, where we weren't getting big money, we weren't successful, but we never blamed money. We just weren't good enough. No. And that, that you've just got to accept that sometimes. And we weren't good enough, we didn't perform well enough. And it doesn't matter how much money you get, that doesn't make any difference. And somebody who made a difference in your career and your life was a guy called Graham Souness when he came to town. And you know what I mean by that. Things change. Rangers change and then Celtic had to change. And I see he's uh, been speaking and saying that you know Rangers wanted him in an ambassadorial role for this coming season. He talks with the chief exec. Um, but he thought he'd maybe something to give with his football knowledge. But I think Rangers wanted more ambassadorial. Do you think, Graham Souness, that was an opportunity for Rangers to have him? I definitely do. I thought he changed the Scottish game. You know, people talk, remember about tackles and kicking George and getting sent off when George was at Hibs in his first game and getting sent off against us for kicking Big Billy Stark. But he was a wonderful player, but he changed Scottish football. He put it on the map, bringing these superstars up, the England captain at that particular time. Two, good, two guys that just won the league with Everton and Trevor Stephen, Gary Stephen, all these guys. Yeah. Richard Goff, you know, wonderful, wonderful players, you know, and, yeah. and already had wonderful players there. You know, I know Derek Ferguson didn't do didn't get as much a chance underneath him, but Ian Durant, McCoy, Haitley, you name them, God rest them, both of them, Trevor Francis, Ray Wilkins, you know, guys like that. Ian Ferguson was there. 
but really, really good side. But he changed it, you know, completely. There's no doubt he made us wake up. We had to shake up. We had to do something or get left behind, and there was no doubt of that. And he'd done that more than one occasion. So, listen, Graham was great for the Scottish game in that respect. But I think if you're looking at bringing the likes of somebody like Graham soonest to your football club, with his knowledge and his experience, and if Rangers are looking for that director of football, which was muted at the end of last season and, and even during the close season, there's somebody perfect there who's lived that. You know, both on the playing side, on the managerial side, he's been in boardrooms, he's dealt with managers, he's dealt with top players. What more experience are you going to ask for? You know, and, and I think they missed a trick with that and the fans would have loved it as well. And it would have been somebody like say, Michael Beale, because no matter what, when you're getting a Celtic or a Rangers, they are one-off clubs in that respect the expectation and I keep saying it and I've said it many yeah. many times on here apart from Manchester United you know it's the only place you play under constant constant pressure and you have got someone to lean on and help you and help you through the difficult periods because you're going to have difficult periods sure. and somebody with that experience as I say at boardroom level playing level and career level I think they've definitely missed a trick and Stephen what a career Sampdoria and of course Liverpool and he's so associated with them but in recent years as an Edinburgh boy he's always said Rangers was his club but it did seem to I thought it was a good move that they were speaking with him and it's a pity they haven't yeah. from their point of view sorted something out Yeah, I wonder what part, part Michael Beale played in it because I mean, because it been it it, it makes sense. It ticks a lot of boxes. Mm. Um, ultimately, Michael Beals in his second ever season as a manager, he's still a very young manager. Not been doing it for a long time. Probably Graham Sunnis has offered him his services up for this director of football role to help out with the football side. And I think it's another sign that Rangers have maybe backed the manager to say no. Because Michael Beal did say he wanted to take control of the, the signings. He wanted his own players in. Um, I think they, it's another sign that they've backed him to say right, okay. Go win is that league? The league gets underway on Saturday and Peter Grant and Stephen McGinn both went for Celtic. Rangers to come, runners up. And who is going to challenge them? Nobody probably, but third position you both think it's going to be Aberdeen. We'll get the bottom yeah, six The reason shortly. that, yeah, Paul, is hearts I'm concerned about because of the situation. The, the two okay. managers. I don't understand yeah. it really. You know, and I've said it before and no matter way around about it, I, I, players get flung a little bit with that. You know, you've got two guys there. And no matter what they say, they say it's the same as last year. Stephen done all the talking. Stephen was picking the team in that last year. So that's not the same this year. So how's it the same as last year? And that's a bit of a concern for me. Because you know what players are like? They'll look for anything to blame. Anything. You know, I hope I'm 100% wrong because they're two really good football men yeah. who love their football and want to be successful. But it, players will blame anything they possibly can if they're looking for an excuse. And... If the supporters are talking about that where they shouldn't be talking about that they should be talking about the team and going forward and trying to win games of football and that sometimes mm, throws a spanner in the watch and that's the one I'm watching closely to see what happens there because that that's so important because it wasn't even killed last week when they were talking about if they go to Europe does that change sure. <laughs> and they were saying oh it possibly could and you're thinking well that can't be right you know, Frankie's taking the team up to if they go to Europe, sure. and Frankie's bumped. You know, I mean that can't be right. That's not going to happen. So all these sort of things, and that's why I've got a wee bit of concern about Hearts because I thought they started really well last year under Robbie, and surprised to get he got sacked at the particular time he did, even though they'd went in a run of games. I don't watch Hearts, but where they were sitting in the league, I'm talking about yep. at that particular time. So that was a big change to make as well. So listen, it'll be interesting to watch that one. 
Sifuentes has joined Rangers in the last hour or so, that £1.2 million deal, plus obviously a few million for the player himself. Is that a four-year deal, we said, Stephen, a few yeah. months ago when it came in? So he is there. So Rangers fans, that's signing number nine yeah. over the summer. And Barry's saying one or maybe two more still to come and he's never that far away from it. Back to Celtic who are on media duties today and Brendan Rodgers speaking about the, the mentality of Celtic and, and his team. Yeah, well, the mentality is we rather than defend it, we want to win it. I think that's what's key. We, we start everything afresh. It was a great achievement last year and years leading up to that. But um, everyone starts with no points at the beginning of the season. So... Uh, so that, that, that's excitement for me of, of coming back to here. I always felt I'd unfinished business here when I when I left and went away, but now being back, so happy to be here, and uh, but really happy to take on that expectation and pressure that comes with managing Celtic. And so, how does he feel the squad is at at the moment? Yeah, I think it I think it was key for me to come in, come in, sorry, and and assess and and give that a period of time. I think there, there's clear positions that that are priorities for us that we'd like to improve on but but I think the uh, the team in the squad was in a really really uh, good position but I a fresh end so I needed to to assess that and say over a period of time and I think over time we'll we'll look to um, to to improve the squad further so because uh, I think it's it's the best time to do it whenever you've had success and um, it, because success is that moving target it keeps moving and and the challenges this year uh, will be even greater so we have to ensure that we have a squad that can match those I get the sense that he's he's coming back to Celtic but he, he said it himself unfinished business Peter coming back into Scotland because uh, some people say well why'd you come back it doesn't work the second time round but what do you sense from what you hear from Brendan Rodgers first of all you very rarely a second chance with Celtic and also I think he's a wonderful manager I said I keep saying it all the time there's no many bigger clubs I'm sure Ange would never have left the building if it wasn't the Premier League in England yeah. in the respect that it's not the size of the club. So there's all these things going on. Brendan knows the expectation. He knows the demand. He knows the people were disappointed when he left, the way he left the last time. It's easy to turn that down in the respect of that. Not Celtic Football Club, but it's easy to say, maybe not for me because there's going to be too much criticism that goes along with it because the pressure's hard enough you know, to try and win games. He could have stayed in Mallorca. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, well. Because I'm sure yeah. you'll not be short of Bob or two. <laughs> um, yeah. And the thing is, he loves his football. He's a fantastic footballman. Listen, I've said to you before, Paul, I used to go up to Sonning with him on a Friday night in, in Reading. Yeah. We're under 12s or under 10s. Yeah. And a Friday night, team in the rain, and he was out there. And I've never seen anybody so enthusiastic with young players. Really? Oh, yeah. he was terrific. Mm. You know, and he really was. And I used to go to the games in this, after we'd played on the Saturday. I'd go and do the Sunday stuff and that with him. And as I say, I was interested in taking him as the number two. We made Norwich at the particular time, but he had a young family and he was living in London. He was working at Chelsea at that particular time. But I did ask him the question because I'd seen how enthusiastic, how good a coach he was. He loves working with his players and he, he does it with that enthusiasm. So he goes in there and he's only, as I think he's only got three players on my right, Scott Bain, Callum McGregor. And, oh, sorry, three and players. James, from Forrest. Forrest. James Forrest. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot yeah. to go there sure. and I'm trying to improve. Because sometimes if you go back in and it's the same group of players, you expect the same things. Mm -hmm. But it's a completely new group, yeah. you know? If a lot of foreign guys as well. So even getting yeah. that information across him is completely different, you know? So the time you spend with them, and he'll love that because that's what yeah. he loves doing. You know, he loves that and he's got players there, as I say, he's got leadership there within the group who can help him along that way. And I'm sure Callum and I have said nothing but positive to the players about him. So all things going well. 
there's no doubt about his talent. He knows the expectations at Celtic. You have to win. And he's right. Last year's gone. You all start the race and you've got to try and win it. That's as simple as that. And that's what he's got to try and do. How was he in training then? Tell us, as a young a coach, was he good at the crossbar challenge? Or <laughs> was he p- keeping no, up? No, come on, tell us a no, little no, bit. No, not it? like that. It was all no. serious stuff. You know, right, even with yeah. the kids, but it was enjoyment for them. But you could yeah. tell even then he was just so desperate mm. to be a success. You know, and it was under the great Tommy Burns. You know, Tommy yeah. Ten Media and Brendan was a young man there at that particular time. And then he moved on to Chelsea and worked with some wonderful, wonderful managers mm. and then became one himself because he, he went out there, he had these hard times because people forget Brendan became the manager of his local team in Reading yeah. and it was a real tough time for him, yeah. you know. So he did bounce back from that as well. So he's had adversity and all that as well. So people say, ah, he's never had this, he's never had that. Yes, he has. He's had to deal with a lot of things. And it's difficult, especially when it's your local team. Yeah. And you live there and your sure. family live there. That could be the hardest thing, uh, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. You're desperate for everybody to do well. I've been speaking about a manager. He'll be facing him on Saturday, Malky Mackay. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing Malky. Uh, Malky's a, a good man. I have to say, I think Ross County are very, very fortunate to have some, someone of that calibre as a as a manager, he's had a real challenge in decade, Malky, but what I know from working with him um, is what a first-class manager he is and coach and person. And uh, he's obviously up at Ross County and, and done a great job with, um, you know, I'm sure limited resources, what he has. And, you know, he had a great finish a couple of seasons ago and obviously to stay in the league last season but uh, but what I'll know with Malky's teams he'll, he'll always make it really really difficult and uh, as I said he's a he's a top class manager that Ross County are very fortunate to have Stephen quite some praise there isn't it for the Ross County boss they certainly know how to dig out of a hole which they did just a couple of months ago yeah um, actually I joined Watford not long yeah. after um, Brendan had left and Malky had taken over and at, and at Watford at the time, I mean, the players were unanimous about how good Brennan had been. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, Malky took on the reins. And then when he left to go to Cardiff, Sean Dice then comes in. But uh, I also I met Peter Grant when I was at Watford. So I've actually <laughs> I've actually moved Ross County up a place in my, my yeah, predictions in case Peter grasses me in. Excellent. Yeah. I'll tell him exactly. Exactly. I'd be grassing to you. Like it. But yeah, no, he was, he, he was a great manager. I love playing for him. Um, obviously, He's had his success with Cardiff, taking him to the Premier League, and he, he made me a better player. The first time when I, when I arrived in England, he looked me up and down, and he says, "You're not going to do down here. You're too skinny for down here." Did so, he? yeah. yeah, straight away put me a personal trainer, and, and over the summer I came back, and it did me the world of good. I came back a different player, and he gave me the opportunity and a platform to go and play in what was a good Watford team at the time. So, yeah, I'll always be grateful for him taking me down there, and, and as I said, make me a better player. Peter. Well, it's interesting who he ended up at Watford because mm-hmm. we were at West Ham mm-hmm. and I, I'd said to Alan Pardew at the time we were in the Championship we were looking for centre-back and I said, Malky Mackay and he went, Malky Mackay? He said, you're quicker than him. <laughs> and I says, please blame me. Yeah. I said, I know the dressing room we've got. I know everyone else we've got around about it. I said, his professionalism and everything. Bear in mind, I'd got him to Norwich as a player as well. Right. So yeah. I wish there was his agent at that particular yeah. time. And I got him to Norwich and then I went to West Ham and Alan signed him and he was terrific for us in the dressing room because we had big characters the Don Hutchison's low masses yeah. yeah. you know Rob Lee you what age was Malky by then was he no he was late on because Malky yeah. was unfortunate every team he went to they get promoted yeah right and, and he never played in the Premier League mm-hmm. you know but when I was at, when we get promoted with West Ham I had the Alan, I was very obviously close with Alan Pardew mm-hmm. 
And Alan said to me, he said, what about Malkin? Well, we spoke about it, the players and going into the Premiership and whatever. And I said the situation, and I said, listen, if you're going to raise the bar, you'll probably find that Malky's not going to be in your team. But Alan said to me, well, you're a really good friend of him. You have the conversation That's with him. That's tough. You yeah. know, and I, mm-hmm. I sat with him and spoke to him and Malky understood. And then Eddie Boothroyd phoned me mm-hmm. and asked me about Malky. And I went like that. I said, listen, I'll only tell him that you'll be, he'll be interested in coming to you if you make him a coach as well as a player. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I said, wow. because I'm not going to get to say to him to come to you just as a player because mm-hmm. he's more than that. He deserves an opportunity to play in the Premier League but the only way I can probably swing that if you tell me can come and be a, in the coaching side as well. And he did. And he did. And the rest history. And the rest history. Wow. That's Amazing. how that happened. We're going to have to take a quick break. We're going to have the Hibs team soon. I think he'll be coming in because a massive night tonight for Hibs against uh, Inter Descaldes. You'd have thought it was Inter Milan last week. That's coming up <laughs> next. And also, uh, we're going to Cumbernauld. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, we're going on to the lines as we go. The Hibs lineup is here. Stephen McGinn is with us and Peter Grant. Hibs, tonight start with David Marshall, he retains his place. Paul Hanlon, Will Fish, Ellie Yuan, Jake Doyle Hayes, Martin Boyle, Joe Newell, the scorer, late, late show last week, 2 1 defeat. Louis Stevenson, Christian Doidge, Alan Delferrier and Josh Campbell. I'll give you the full subs in a moment or two. But, uh, yep, that's their lineup just now, Stephen. It's a huge game tonight. What do you think of the, the Hibs lineup? I think the, the main headline from yeah. that is Martin Boyle coming not, back. Yeah. Um, he was a huge player for Hibs in his yeah. first spell. Um, he was a big signing when he signed him last year and it really affected the, the club, I think, his injury because not only is he a big player for them on the park, off the park, he's such a big personality and as I said, apart from his that one bad injury, he was always available in every game, 90 minutes, um, testing the full-back so, and he's such a big goal threat. So, huge for him t- to be back in. Obviously, Joe Newell, big season for him last year, he's back in and I think that the main difference is this, the, the defence young Delphi Ferrer who was at Edinburgh City last year big test for him as right back but um, getting Will Fish back um, is huge that was a good big partnership in, in the end up last year so um, I, I think the Hibs fans would have wished he was in last week but if they can just get the job done tonight and for the next round back to that in a moment or two let's go on the lines thanks for waiting Connor. good evening how are you yeah, good evening, uh, Paul, Stephen, and uh, Peter. How are you doing? Evening, Connor. Good, good Connor. to hear you. Connor, how are you feeling? Two days to go. I am looking forward to it. Absolutely looking forward to it. Um, I always feel that when uh, when it's a summer without an international tournament, when there's no Euros or World Cup on, you kind of mm-hmm. it's a long summer. I know the obviously the women's World Cups on, and that's that's been okay to be fair to them. But um, you know, it's not the same as getting getting back to the to the. The proper fat boys, I, I would say, really coming back. So, what are you thinking? Sefuentes um, has signed four year deal, and I see Fashion Sakala still waiting to hear, but it looks as though he's on his way out. Yeah, well, Sefuentes, I mean, listen, that, that seems to it's taken us a wee while, but we've got there, um, and I'm hoping that he'll be worth the wait. Because um, I, do, I do think we've made a, a few good signings, um, and listen, nine, nine signings is it's a lot of players to come in the door and try and get gelled. Um, I suppose my big bigger concern is about that early spell in the season. You know, we've, we've got to hit the ground pretty quickly because we've got three games and then it's on to Celtic straight away. It's that quickly. Um, and I think we've got to go off to a good start, but don't get me wrong, listen, two of those games, away at Kilmarnock, away at Ross County, 
those can be tricky places to go. We've dropped points there in the past. It can happen. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting, um, particularly this weekend with it being the, the plastic surface, because I don't know how many of the players who've come in will have actually played on a surface like Kilmarnock. So it'll be interesting to see what, what Michael Beale does. Because um, I think that the pre-season was sort of... <laughs> it was a pre-season, really. It was slightly underwhelming because, obviously, we kind of only won one of the games. Um, but we were playing against decent opponents as well, to yeah, be fair. Sure. Um, you know, a top four team in the Premier League like Newcastle, yeah. you know, on a testimonial, that's, that's tough. Sure. You know, so so what, have, would you, what would you want to ask Peter and Stephen? Well, I think the first thing I want to ask um, with Peter and Stephen, obviously, Peter is our manager as well. Um, how, how do you, see, when you bring in a, a high number of players like that, you know, how, how do you get them gelling quickly enough to get them in? Because it must take... A couple of weeks, um, and even from okay. a player's point of view, Stephen. Peter, well. oh, I agree. I, I agree with you in that respect, especially in the one area of the pitch. It's different if there's a spread. That I, I look at Rangers, and I, I definitely think they're, they're stronger. I think even the boys that's coming back from injury are predominantly forwards as well. If you talk about Roof, Hadji, etc., Sakala going obviously is maybe one that's going out. And Joax already went. I agree with you because they're all in the one area of the pitch and it's very, very difficult to get them all on the pitch. And I think you could see that in some of the pre-season games. Michael was trying to play them all and give them all minutes and it was causing a problem for the team. And as you said, I'm not sure he's 100% sure what that middle to front's going to be, even though I think they're so much stronger in there uh, through the pre-season and the players he signed, there's absolutely no doubt of that. But I'm interested to see how the balance is going to be because I watched the game last week as I spoke about earlier against the Olympiacos and I thought they were very weak in the wide areas you know because they were getting three centre forwards really on the pitch all want to play as centre forward so they all went in one side of the pitch and all became central so the spaces were massive on the outside and that would be a concern for me and I don't know if he's had enough time with the boys in because some of them are just coming in now Joseph yeah. Fuentes and that coming in now I'm not sure he's enough time and that's why the first few weeks are so important to try and win while you're trying to get the team to settle and that's all you can do as a manager and see the ones he's clearing that's not going to be part of it I think he's got to move them to the side they haven't got to be part of the training whatever you've got if they 22 players that you think is going to be or 20 players that's going to be part of your team because I know he'd done it with Kamara and I yeah. don't like doing that I think it's horrible it's a horrible thing to do but if he's not going to be part, he has to move him to the side, unfortunately. And I hated that as a manager. I'd rather let the player go. And that is the biggest problem is dealing with the ones that's not going to be part of it because you want them still to be part of Rangers sure. Football Club. But the new boys are in, they're going to be part of the long run and try to get that balance right. But for me, the biggest thing for me is all the players seem to have been in the one area of the pitch and I don't think he's been able to sort the midfield out yet the way he wants it to play. Rusev Wendt has just come in as late as he has. Stephen, two players to come in, one or two, Barry says. Where do you think they're going to be? Yeah, well, I think Connor's question, um, I can only compare it to a couple of seasons ago when I was at Kilmarnock. Um, I think we signed 15 or 16 players with one objective, to come in and get Kilmarnock back to the Premier League. And honestly, it took us a long time in terms of Tommy finding his best team, Um we signed that many players and there wasn't much between players in certain positions so if you slightly underperformed you'd maybe come out yeah. um, you came in and it, and it probably wasn't that until that season then closer to the end of the season when Derek McInnes had come in and he just went look that's who I think the best 11 is I'm going to try and get that 11 out in the park as much as possible because see if Michael Beale gets his best Rangers 11 out on Saturday he's a genius because there's hardly anything there's a lot of unproven players how does he handle this how does he handle that 
if he can get Rangers will at some point find their best team and it might be they might have made nine of the best signings in Scottish football history but it might take a few weeks to get that best 11 and, and how it suits each other so it's going to be a challenging start and I think Ange Postacoglu lost three of his first six league games I think if that had happened last season they wouldn't have come back into the race with how well the points to- totals ended up so if Rangers have a start similar to that Celtic could be off so it is going to be how quickly one the players gel in terms of handling Rangers um, I think a couple of early victories it'll be a big victory for them down in, in a challenging surface at Kilmarnock and then obviously negotiating the European tie but it is going to be it is going to take a while to find what suits these players who is who's going to be the striker that gets on the end of all sure. these crosses great points Connor. Europe, is it going to be good for you or could it be a distraction given what the two guys are saying about getting momentum, getting the players to gel so early? Um, well, listen, I think it, it, I actually do think it could be a bit of a distraction because I don't know, I think they can get past Servette in, um, in the next round but after what we saw last year in the Champions League, I, I don't look at the score just now and think that we're going to really be able to, to, to compete again and for me the focus has just got to be mainly the domestic stuff. You've got to try and wrestle the league title back for Celtic. Um, at the very least, make sure they don't want to do yet another double treble um, because we've we've seen that show before, um, especially with Brendan Rodgers back in the hot seat. Although, you know, he's coming back under different circumstances to what he did before because if he had been more of a success at Leicester, he wouldn't be back at Celtic. Um, and that's why I think the first... Um, Derby, the first old firm is so important <clears throat> because you can set out your stall. If we can go and win the first three games, then go into that and get a win, that lays down a marker. You know that puts a statement that we are ready to compete, and it shows that on the pitch in those games we can also compete. Because um, too often last season in those games we were we were second best. We had a couple of good games um, towards the end of the season. I thought Michael Beale done well um, uh, in the old firms, albeit he lost the important ones really in, yeah. in the cups that, that we could have done damage in but and that's so important Peter isn't it when there's something to play for it makes it it makes such a difference when you play well, your biggest rival uh, Connor's right you've got to win the league the bottom line is you've got to win domestically no, no matter what you ask Celtic supporters as well they say the most important trophy of them all is the league <laughs> you know and that, that never changes everything else they become bonuses in the respect because listen you can play poorly on a cup day and get knocked out of the cup you know, we've seen it so many times. But winning a league, you've got all the opportunities to get yourself back, the points back, you drop or whatever. But if somebody goes on a run, I mean, I've said it before on here, we lost one game and lost the league. That shows you how tight it can be when you're playing against good sides and by we were at that particular and time. And you think next season could be that kind of season? So, it could so be, tight. yes. Or could yeah. it, it could be because Rangers come in, the, the fans have yeah. got a lift because I've seen a change, there's all new faces, it's all new to the Rangers supporters turning up. It'd be interesting to ask Connor, where do you still think they're, they're short? Connor, what, what would you like to see coming in? Because you've seen all the players come in from middle to front. Do you still think defensively need something? or Because I think, as I said, the goalkeeper, I think Butland's a very good goalkeeper. As I say, I don't know. As a Rangers supporter, what would you think still could come in the door? I, I would think at the back, definitely. Um, I think, listen, don't get me wrong, I was delighted to have big Leon Balligan coming back because I, I felt we were missing you know, a big, proper defender last season. Um, and, and he's got that quality. But I do think that um, with all the work we've done in the middle of the park and at the top, that, you know, at the back's important because we conceded a lot of goals last season. Um, a lot of sloppy goals, in particular the 
the, the first half of the season, um, yeah. and it cost us. You know, we've seen um, even in the you know the League Cup final, we lose one now to Celtic sure. to a silly, silly goal to concede. So you've got to be <coughs> focusing on that. And that's your best player, but then James Chavani gets in yeah. and makes yep. makes that problem all the time, doesn't he? People always say he scored X, Y, and Z amount of goals, and that's why in the team of the year last year, I'm saying, well, to, going forward, you're looking at James and thinking how good he is, but defensively yeah. in the cup game, he switches off and lets Jota score the goal, but it's not the only time he's done it, and that's why you say that's the difference of being a top defender, and that's the difference between winning leagues and losing leagues. Because that's how close it can be as they moments, and that's why I agree with you. I think defensively, I think they've done well with the goalkeeping situation. I just think I'm not sure what their backline is going to be, and God willing, John Suter will stay fit yeah. because he, he deserves great, that. Hasn't he? Yeah, but he deserves to. But the interesting thing is, if Goldstone comes back, does he go on the right hand side again? But Big John loves to step out mm-hmm. of the ball, and it's more natural for him on the right hand side. But John get moved to the left hand side, where it becomes a wee bit more difficult. You know, and can't pass the ball as well. But on the right hand side, I thought he's done very, very well. Right, do you want to put Connor in the spot? I put you both in the spot. Who is going to win the title, <laughs> Connor? We know you're a lifelong Rangers fan. What do you think? Uh, you know, I have to say Rangers. Don't I? Um, I, I think no. I, I agree. I agree, with you, Connor. You've got to say that. <laughs> um, I do think we've got a really good chance of winning it because, you know, listen, Celtic have obviously lost a couple of key players for last season. Um, that they, they'll look to try and build. Brendan Rodgers will bring with him a slightly different philosophy to what Ange Postecoglou mm-hmm. did, albeit, you know, his Celtic team in the past played superb football. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a very tight season again. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. see um, anybody really riding off into the sunset and having it won sure. by, you know, March, April sort of thing. So, um, I think you yeah. all agree on that. that yeah. okay. No, no I, think that, I think that's important because I think Aberdeen have got stronger. Mm. I think they've got to be careful you don't drop points to go into Petorgy's yeah, difficult, sure. you know. Yeah. And we spoke about that, you know, places like that will make it a little bit more difficult. And near the games, mm. because the Celtic Rangers games look after themselves. Look at St Mirren last season. Absolutely. Surprising. Absolutely. But Celtic so that's, why, on, then that's why it's yep. so important that you take care of the other games. You know, knowing that you've got to make sure when it comes to the Celtic and Rangers games, you have to win them. Connor, thank you. We're going to have to take a break and we're back with Peter and Stephen next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each quote is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. And don't forget, we've teamed up with Alea in Glasgow to give you the chance to win up to £250 tomorrow night on the show. Brand new relaunch sports bar you could be there just go to thisisgo.co.uk and there'll be £250 up for grabs tomorrow night there was 200 was given out last Friday so that's with our friends at Ilea in Glasgow um, Sefuentes has signed for Rangers the £1.2 million he's come early paid a bit more for that a four year deal a little bit more from Brendan Rodgers before we go of course last night Stephen at this time Everyone thought Genk would probably win. They went in 1-1. And then Genk had 11 men against 10, but Servette ended up 2-2 in the night and they've gone through um, on penalties. What do you think about Servette? And you've got an interesting point about this game. Yeah, well, the first thing I was thinking about when you're thinking about at this stage of the season with the qualifiers, how important it is. I mean, the, the, the state of our coefficient is great at the minute. We've got three clubs guaranteed group stage football in Europe. We've got another two into qualifiers, but... With Genk going out and it being Servet, I mean, we're ninth in the table, Switzerland are 10th. It's, it's a huge game, really, for the coefficient. I know Rangers fans will argue they've more than did their bit in the last few sure. years for it, mm-hmm. but if they can do is one more turn and get through the next round, because uh, it'd be huge to keep them at arm's length. Of course. 
Peter. Oh, it's so important, you know, because listen, the teams have benefited. They don't need to play in Europe too early because yeah. we've seen it's a catastrophe. And I mean, I talk about the League Cup and I know Stephen's got a different opinion from me on the League Cup. I just think when teams are under so much pressure when they've not got their squads together, they've had no training, the season's just really finished and the players are back in about two weeks later and people say, oh, they're well paid and all that, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't make You don't run about on that football pitch thinking, oh, I'm no one to play well because I'm just back in. And it's so, so difficult. So we've got an opportunity to start the season and be into a run. And you see that with some of the teams who play during it, who are halfway through their season, some of them have played 18, 19 games. And you're playing in Europe, you see the results they get. And you're thinking to yourself, how's that result? And then you realise, oh, they've played 19 games so far this year. And that is massive. So it's great if our clubs can continue to be automatically there. So it's an important point that Stephen's made there that Rangers get that result. I'm, I'm putting that extra pressure on them now. Well, Servette so played a third league game this, this weekend. And obviously with two qualifying tough games against yeah. Genk so they're a bit further into the season so it's going to be a challenge for Rangers but I do think it's a it's an easier fixture on paper I think Genk the, the Belgian league's in a real good place at the minute um, so I think I think the tie's winnable but it's definitely not going to be easy Let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rodgers we'll hear from Michael Beale tomorrow night he's been speaking about the Argentinian that we mentioned earlier on Um You'd call him a fullback in the old days, but he can do it. I'd rather call him a fullback in his name because I keep getting that wrong as well. Bernabe. Here's the manager <laughs> speaking about the Argentinian. I've obviously spoken to a lot of the players. I think, it, again, it's coming in and assessing their, their qualities and, and where they're at. And, and like you say, he's a player that I've been able to, to connect with and just find out a little bit more about. He's a player that's really good going forward. You know, He knows he has to work defensively in that aspect of the game because... It is fundamental that you can, in order to attack, you need to be able to defend, especially if you play as a fullback. But yeah, I think we have a number of players that in the squad that maybe haven't had a, a lot of game time, and, and it's where the, the the slate is clean for them. And a number of those guys have showed up really, really well in pre-season. So I said before that coming into here, it was the case of I'll I'll judge people on merit and 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 what they're producing over the course of the pre-season as opposed to, to what they have did before. And that's always uh, the way I look at it. So he, he's a player that's done very well, as is a number of other players that haven't featured maybe so much. Could it be a big year for David Turnbull, 25 next week? Do you think you'll see more of him under Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, I think it needs to be. I think he's played like a man that, that knows he needs to try and force his way into this team. I think he'll have seen... And I mean, there'll not been many Celtic players happy to see Ange Postecoglou go. I'm sure David Turnbull had a good relationship with him, but it gives him a chance to try and get into the team because he really struggled for game time last year. Just the, Brendan Rodgers speaking about Bernabe there. One of the big things Bernabe's now got is a manager that can speak Spanish. And I know he, he obviously speaking to him privately. He can maybe help him adapt to how he's found moving to Celtic and some of his problems. So Brendan's able to connect with him in Spanish. De acuerdo. I didn't think of that one. That See. is important, isn't it? See, <laughs> thank you, Pedro. Um, he's been speaking about the defence as well. A bit more insight into Celtic under Brendan Rodgers. In terms of, like you say, Cam has been an outstanding centre-half. Tony, obviously, uh, and Ali being out. So I think we've had that's where the injuries have been really in that area of the field. And what we've done is got through pre-season. It's given me a chance to see some players. Uh, like Liam Scales who I didn't, hadn't seen a great deal of so a good chance to see him over the last four to five weeks Tomo was well playing at, uh, at right back he has played there a few times he's obviously brought in here as a midfield player but has played at centre half but has shown that he can play at right back as well so I think the pre-season that's what it's about it's, a, it's, it's about gaining your fitness and obviously finding 
opportunities to experiment with one or two two <coughs> ideas, and um, and like you say, the the defence has probably been that area where we've been able to do that. Peter, the defence is so important, isn't it? The spine of any team. Carl Starfelt, there was reports the other day that maybe he would be on the move. Navrocki or Navrotsky, you saw a little bit of him the other night, but it's early. But you'd expect him with £4 million plus to be paid that he would be challenging for a start. I thought he'd done very well. I mm. thought he covered Carter Rickers very well. Both of them balanced off each other well. Not on his natural side. As I've said yeah. to you before, I like a left footer on that side. But I thought he'd, he defended his 1v1s. He... When he was left a 1v1 situation, he pushed the striker away from goal and he got his blocks on, which is all part of the game. You hear Berendon talking about, it's so important, we all talk about how good they are on the ball and whatever, and it's a massive part of the game, but you have got to remember, your number one job is to defend. And he was caught with the first set play, first corner that came in, he lost his man, the guy gets the opportunity to score. So that's something he's got to learn right away, because you're going to get free kicks, corners and that against you, you've got to make sure you get the first touch on the ball. But I, I thought I was really impressed with. But listen, I've got a young, give young skills great credit because I think in the preseason when I've seen the games, I've seen him and I thought he's done terrific. You know, I thought he's done really well. I think the year out at Aberdeen has really helped him. And it looked as though he'd be going back to Aberdeen. Do you yeah, expect I still, him to I stay still, there? Well, I think he's a situation now that Brendan will have a conversation with him. Say, listen, you're maybe not going to be a starter here. You know, you maybe need to continue to play. If I wasn't going to be the starter. I'd be saying, can I continue playing? Because it's not as if he's dropping down the leagues or whatever. I'd want to continue to play, to progress. Because then at any time I'm going to be called out, and very rarely do you change your centre-backs unless they have an injury during the game or whatever. Very rarely does that happen. And I've been really impressed with him. And that's all you can do. And I keep saying that to everybody. Every time you're out on the pitch, you try and impress the manager with your performance. And obviously you want to do well for your supporters. But the guy that picks the team is the guy you've got to impress the most. And Young Skill's done that very well. But Narovsky, I was impressed with full-back has been the talk to Barabi. I'm very, very conscious of him defending. You know, I, I must admit, I was really excited him going forward. A few times the other night, they scored a great goal, a great, really good play, really exciting going forward. Yeah. But you but still have got to defend. You get one, two, about three or four mm -hmm. times. And there was balls coming in for the opposite side of the pitch. And he was putting mind to Barisic, letting yeah. wide players inside him. Mm -hmm. And you, you get punished. It doesn't matter what level you, you'll get punished at that. And it doesn't matter how good you're going forward. If you keep conceding goals... For that area, the pitch will not play. And young Greg Taylor, that's his big challenge because Greg Taylor's been excellent. Mm -hmm. He's been fantastic. And you're hoping this steps up because you want Greg to lift his game. You know, and to do that, you need to be challenged wherever you are in the football field. You need other players coming in. And I think that's so, so important. That's, as I said last season, I think that was a big plus for Celtic that on the training ground, I felt that was their hardest games for them, you know, till later on in the season. Stephen, what do you think? Can I throw this at you? Celtic's line up on Saturday. What do you think? Is it Big John last night? And I think Barry didn't think it would be much different from the team that finished the old season. Yeah, I, I think it'll, Joe Hart and goals. I think I think if Ralston's fit, I think he's got to go with Ralston. Carter Vickers, I think Starfelt will get the nod. Um, Greg Taylor, and I think the rest of the team almost picks itself at the minute. Um, McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly. Uh, Maida and Abada supporting Kyogo up front. Peter, I don't think you'd disagree. Let's hear from the captain first of all, talking about, yep, last season's gone. I think we have to. I think it's as simple. The answer is is there. You know, we had a tremendous season last year, but we have to part that. It's, it's a new manager, some new players, and a fresh test of mentality, quality, finding a way to win, all of these things. So you have to try and settle into that mode as quickly as you can. You know, of course, you want a positive start. You want some good results and, and, and good performances to, to build on. And 
And as always, football, there's, the momentum is, is absolutely key. And for him, um, Brendan Rodgers back as manager for second time. Yeah, I think so. I think if, if you're in sport and you're in elite sport, then you have to enjoy that pressure. There's, there's no other way about it. There's, there's always a challenge. There's challenges for us within the building. You know, there's always new players coming in, trying to push the players that are playing. You get a real competitive edge within the squad, so that's the first bit. And then, of course, when you come together as a club and a squad, then you've got 11 other teams that are trying to beat you. And, you know, that's the pressure that you want as a, as a football player. You, you want to stay at the front. Um, you understand how hard that challenge is, but it's something that you relish. Under Brendan Rogers, they delivered seven out of seven. Um, no, of course, because he's, he's he's been away for four years, so you know naturally, um, people and, and coaches and footballers evolve over time, and and, if, and you have to, you know, that's the industry and in the business. There's always new ideas. You have to stay current. You have to to continue to learn, um, and that's the beauty of football is you're always learning. Um, doesn't matter what age you are, but he's come in like I said, his principles have remained the same. You you see an attacking team um, that wants to play on the front foot, um, and and as we go. The idea will probably evolve um, throughout the season and, and like I said, we just have to be adaptable to that as well. Peter? It just shows you, successful teams have got to change. There's two outfield players left at the club. Yeah. So that tells you even through the success they've had, all the players have changed. You've got two and James never played really much last year so you've, you've talked about Callum being the only one. Sure. So just that, what, four years, yeah, isn't it? Just and that shows you years. how... And Celtic have been successful over yeah. that period, you know what I mean? So that tells you the way football always changes and you don't worry about change I've always said that to my players people get frightened of change you can't worry about that because at the bottom line is we laughed about it a few weeks ago when I used to say wish somebody all the best in the reserves when they come in because right. you have to try and put that pressure on them you know what I mean hoping that because you know they're in to yeah. replace you yeah. people and, are now like what's reserves <laughs> exactly <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing sure. you know you never think to yourself at that particular but yeah. to have one player left really outfield player who's been a starter consistently in that period of success and that's what you've got to do and that's why success continues because you've always got to evolve. You can't, people always used to say, stand still in football, that's your yeah. first step backwards. Sure. You know, and that's why Celtic have got to continue, continue, continue. Are they going to buy more? Yes. Yeah. How many more do you think this squad needs to uh, retain? Well, the league, the treble. I, th I, th I think they'll put people out first. I, yeah. I don't necessarily put them out first. No. I don't mean that. Sure. I mean, guys, well, scales, they'll have to make a decision. Yeah. Are we going to keep them to play, be a chance of playing, or do we need to put them back out when I'm sure Aberdeen would be interested? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure these conversations have all taken place. The other guys were talking about David Tumble. For me, I wouldn't let him go because he's a goal scoring midfield player. And I think they're very, very difficult to get. You know, I'd like to see him play my smile on his face when he scores goals and all that. Right, you know, yeah. he looks miserable at times and it's the best job in the world bar none. You know, and I just think, go on, son, because you've got so much talent. You know, go on and grab the Cheer game. Up, David. I, I, go yeah. on, grab it, the scruff of the neck, the game. <laughs> Stephen's laughing. Because yeah. he's got the talent to do it. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I don't think me and Peter scored enough goals, so every goal we celebrated like it was a laugh. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Sometimes you look Speak at for yourself. <laughs> Sometimes you look at David Tumble and you think, do you realise you've just scored for a Celtic Rangers game to make it four 0 Where's he from originally? I'm just. Is he from the east? I'm no. not sure if he's a Motherwell boy. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 is he Motherwell? I think so, he's Motherwell boy. Come on, yeah. David. I know exactly. Exactly. You're better listen, than that. And he knows he's got. A, he's, he's got a great talent. He's got a yeah, great feel for, for the sure. ball. Yeah. And he's technically good. You know. And listen. He can 
he'll shoot sometimes the ball will go over the bar so what but that's how he scores the goals because he's willing to take that on but he's got a wonderful touch and I was really impressed with him he's got a good football break even his simple thing that the goal the other night that people say oh cut the ball back but if you watch David David went in all the defenders went in and David stepped back out and rolled into the, the net it was a great finish he's born in Kirluk that's the answer <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone Kirluk I never said they don't smell you said hi Crofty I didn't say that at all right we'll get a minute left can you believe it in the two hour show uh, what do you think Hibs tonight Peter, are they going to go through? Hibs yes, again? yes, yeah. they'll have enough to go through in the game. Yes, well, I seen last week, Paul, and I know they, they were disappointing yeah. last night. Sure. They've all been there, but I fancy Hibs to go through. Stephen, yeah, I hope they get a job done. I think they will. At your bottom six, Peter, you were going Dundee at the bottom, St. Johnson, Livy, St. Mirren, Ross County, and Motherwell. And uh, for you, Stephen, you were going Dundee. Am I getting this right? I've got so many different things here. I've been making sure you were reading that. That was up the way you were going. You were St. Johnson. (laughs) That's right. Dundee, Ross County, Livy, Kelly, and St. Mirren just missing out on the top uh, six. Any surprises this weekend? Stephen, I'll throw it at you. Do you expect Celtic to open with a... What's your result? Yeah, I've gone for a 3-0 to Celtic. And for Rangers later on against your old club, Kelly? I think it'll be a 3-1 to Rangers. Okay. Dundee Mother, I'm just going to throw a few at you, Peter. What do you think? That'll be a really tough Mm. game because I don't think there's a much... That's what I'm saying, Paul. I don't think there's enough between the teams. And that's why I'm saying we're talking about the bottom six. It's the odd result it's going to kill them. You know what I mean? That's what I feel. But I just think with the pillars you bring in... I think that's got a draw written all over it. Okay. I really do because you, they've missed Van Veen, obviously, but not the amount of goals he scored. Celtic, Ross County, scoreline. What do you feel? A, a comfortable win for Celtic. And Kilmarnock Rangers, 5-15. A comfortable win for Rangers. And even though I fancy Kelly to have a good season this year, I think Derek's brought in well and he doesn't like to be beat, so his team will be very well organised. Thanks to both of you tonight. It's a pleasure. Barry's here tomorrow night with Andy Walker. Big double act as well. We had a great round last night with John and Barry, yourself tonight. Will you come back again when yeah. you get back from yeah, watching pleasure. a few players? Yeah. Good luck with that, Stephen. Good luck on Saturday. Thanks, Paul. You've got... Annan. Annan Athletic. Coming up next, it's the news. Tomorrow night, we're back at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each quote is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best-loved restaurants. Frankie Boyle comes in quite often. Kevin Bridges, uh, he comes in match days. Calvin Harris is given here for breakfast. Crofty samples the vegan options. Uh, do you know what? I'm pretty excited about that. Seaweed? Are you allowed seaweed? I'm allowed seaweed. Uh. <laughs> and Grado samples everything else. See your, your haggis, nips and tatties. Uh. I was told this haggis gets made yeah, on yeah, the premises. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Before the ultimate test, the Dougie bag. It's... Different. <laughs> Episode 4 at Stravagan is available now. Search for Rate the Plate wherever you get your podcast with Glasgow Taxis. Trusted by the people of Glasgow for over 59 years.